Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Dan Tricarico. Dan has been a high school teacher for over 30 years, and he's also the author of The Zen Teacher, Creating Focus, Simplicity, and Tranquility in the Classroom, and Sanctuaries, Self-Care Secrets for Stressed Out Teachers. In his spare time, he enjoys writing fiction, listening to music, reading mystery novels, staring out of windows, and watching movies. One of his first loves is writing poetry, and he's published many poems, both in print and online. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thank you, Dana. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I've been following you for a while. Your handle, uh, the Zen Teacher, uh, and I know this is part of your trench story. Uh, so, tell <laughs> yes. me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. Uh, oh my gosh! Um, yeah, this all started about uh, seven or eight years ago. I was I'd been teaching for over twenty years, probably closer to twenty five years, and I was just um, you know stressed out. Um, burning out, uh, didn't know how I was going to make it. And I thought, you know, I, at the time I had a, a, a wife and kids and a mortgage, and I thought I got to find some way to make it through here. And um, I kind of remembered back to when I was a drama major and an actor. And in my acting classes, the acting teachers talked a lot about uh, breathing exercises and being in the moment and um, relaxation and I thought, well, that's kind of what teachers need. You know, it was a very high stress time. It is a high stress time in the education profession. And so I started writing about how to use those techniques and strategies in the classroom at, on a blog. And I just called it the Zen teacher. And um, I was fortunate enough to turn that blog into a book. And that book became a workshop. And now uh, not only did uh, th those strategies help me figure out how I'm going to make it through. And now I, I know I'm going to make it through to retirement, which I'm very grateful for, mm -hmm. but now I get to help other teachers, you know, and there's nothing better than that because, you know, helping your students is, is I think one of the most important jobs there is in the world, but when you can help their teachers, there's mm -hmm. just this ripple effect that is incalculable. And so I'm just so grateful. I never, I never dreamed I'd be on this, this uh, path this late in my career, mm -hmm. in the twilight of my career. But, uh, you know, teachers have been kind enough to say that some of the ideas have helped them. And, and if I've helped other teachers kind of make it through, the, what's better than that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you uh, um, use the Zen in your classroom a little bit. Uh, talk to me about how you incorporate mindfulness. And uh, have you been doing that uh, for those past eight years or did that kind of come about more after the pandemic? Uh, oh, definitely before. And, okay. and what I said, definitely before the pandemic, what I said was, who knew in 2015, when this, the Zen teacher book came out, mm -hmm. that, you know, a few years later, it would be more important than it was when it came out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the pandemic threw everybody for a loop and just really, really jacked up the stress, increased the anxiety. Um, I like, like, much like other schools, our school shut down on March 13th, 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, on Saturday, I I said to myself, well, I've got kind of a responsibility here mm -hmm. to step up and start to help these teachers. And I opened a uh, what I called a pop-up Facebook group. Okay. Um, and uh, that was on Saturday. By Wednesday, there were 500 teachers in it, and which blew me away. 
but uh you know they now they tease me that that group is still open and that uh, it's called the zen teacher pop-up sanctuary mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. so pop-up anymore no. <laughs> but it, it, yeah they're teasing me you know because i was like oh yeah this will be open for a couple months and you know no <laughs> that's that's not what happens so you know we still share ideas in there on on how to chill out and relax and just kind of make it through and mm-hmm. so yeah it's it started way before that in fact i probably always intuitively been a very relaxed teacher, a very take it as it comes kind of teacher. But then when I really started doing it intentionally with the strategies and the skills I talk about in the two books you mentioned, um, it, it just took me to a, a, another level and and made kind of everything okay. And again, just knowing that that I'm going to make it through a, a career that, even though it's challenging, is the best thing I can think to be doing with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's just good to know I'm going to make it through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, you talked about learning a lot of these mindfulness tools in drama class. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you took a mindfulness training with uh, Dr. Chris, Chris Welland. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that something you took uh, when you were studying drama or later on when you- Oh, that was uh, fairly recently. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was just probably last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what's funny is um, I discovered Dr. Willard because when the Zen teacher book came out, we connected on Twitter because that's okay. the magic of social media. And he has a book called Growing Up Mindful. Mm-hmm. And I always make this distinction. His his book is the last slide in my workshop presentation okay. because teachers being very giving people are like, okay, how can I take these strategies and use them in the classroom with my kids? And I'm like, that's wonderful, but I'm not here for that. I'm here to help you. Okay. Um, but his book, Growing Up Mindful, has about two dozen uh, activities and exercises on how to use mindfulness with young adults, with mm-hmm. adolescents. And if people want to, you know, get, you know, read that book and, and help their own students, they can do that. But I'm here to help teachers. But um, mm-hmm. so that's how I connected with him. And then when he offered his course, I was like, I got to take this. And, th- mm-hmm. and then it gave me more uh, training and, you know, credibility, I think, because I, I, I felt like, well, why should people listen to me? But now I have um, more training behind me. And so hopefully now I have the ethos to back up what I'm saying. I think a lot of the um, mass uh, exodus and the great resignation is because of a lot of educators and people in other fields, you know, being dissatisfied with their jobs, you know, the burnout. Uh, But since you said you're here to help the teachers, um, you told me in the pre-chat a little bit, it's about focusing on things that you love about your job, right? Because there's going to be, those things thrown at you that you're not so happy about, right? Sure. It's how you approach yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, one one thing you're making me think of is recently I was asked to um, write up a little something for an article. And the question was, is teaching worth it? Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, that's a giant question. Yeah. But the distinction I made is I said, yes, of course, teaching is worth it. I love teaching. I've loved every minute of teaching. I said, it's the education profession that I can't recommend. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's the, the education profession that's broken, that's causing all the stress that, you know, but the teaching part of it, the being in the class with kids and rolling up your sleeve and, and learning and getting things done and, and banding about ideas. Uh, again, I can't think of anything greater, mm-hmm. but um, but the stress of the the low pay and the lack of respect and uh, the, the constant... Um, you know, adding to the plate of what teachers need to do. 
without any, you know, and, and then the, the gaslighting of, well, just take care of yourself, you know, but here's 40 more things you need to do. You know, I mean, all of that is just, you know, wildly dysfunctional, of course, but the teaching is always worth it. And so, you know, that's what I think of in terms of, you know, uh, one, one way to think of it. And yes, focusing on the things that you like about the job. But one other thought that occurs to me is I've always been a fan of saying that stress is the difference between what we're doing and what we want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, at least for me, that's where a lot of stress comes out. I get stressed out when I'm like, ah, this is so not what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So how can we adjust, make changes so that we, you know, there's always going to be things you don't want to do. There's always going to be challenges Mm -hmm. in any job or whatever, but how can we put ourselves in a position more often Mm -hmm. where we are doing what we want to be doing, where we feel like we're making a difference, where we are filling our tanks and, and, you know, feeding our souls in a way that, that makes us know, Hey, I can, I'm making a difference here. I'm doing something important and I'm going to make it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a bottom line. Like a lot of people Mm -hmm. leave the profession even if they enjoy being in the classroom, it's because of those outside demands, the mm-hmm. education itself. But yeah, it's really taking care of what you, your locus of control. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So talk to me yeah. a little bit about your workshop. So on your website, you talk about the, um, you have some workshops about uh, beginner's mind, compassion, gratitude. Uh, so are these workshops that you would be able to go to schools uh, to to facilitate, um, do you do both person and online? Kind of what what are you available to do? Sure, yeah. I mean, actually, all those things that you mentioned are in the one presentation that I do called the Zen Teacher uh, Workshop, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I've actually I've spoken to schools all over the country: Texas, mm-hmm. New Jersey, San Francisco, um, Missouri. Um, you know, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Missouri, Mississippi, the other M state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, just lots of schools have have been kind enough to reach out and say, hey, we want to help our teachers. And they bring me in to do the workshop. And it's it's been, like I said, it's been an amazing path to be on. Um, and I think teachers just need somebody to be that voice in their ear that gives them permission to take care of themselves, to kind of point out the irony of, you know, again, some of the gaslighting that's happening, some of the things that they're being told that, that really, you know, are things that aren't necessarily true about mm-hmm how how to move forward in the education profession about uh their value uh, you know all of those things they just need somebody to be that little voice in their ear and that's one of the things that i try to do in the workshops mm-hmm. while also showing them strategies on how to relax and and you know um de-stress and uh, t- uh take better care of yourself mm-hmm. yeah and the um like you said there's a lot of um times it's about like how maybe the admin um perceives, uh, the, uh, like how, how staff's doing, right? Like mm-hmm. don't just bring, uh, in new initiatives. If you feel staff or, you know, have too much on their plate, um, kind of test the waters. Um, but like you said, it is kind of that, like, okay, people can say, take, 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 you know, take 10 minutes or take a break, but mm-hmm. a lot of people think there's too much going on mm-hmm. that they're not able to do that. So, mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it's just kind of having those tools for yourself to to pull out, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of throughout the workday. Sure. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. And when I started this, I was like, well, I don't 
have the bandwidth to change mm-hmm. the system, to change yeah. the infrastructure. But sure. like you said, the locus of control, what I can change is me. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I focused on. And that's what I teach is what, what in your world can you change about you that mm-hmm. allows you to manage all of those wow. things? And yes, they're absolutely teachers are, are asked to do way too much. And, um, you know, there are things in every job that are priorities and things mm-hmm. that could be less priorities. And, and I think sometimes we need to choose ourselves what's important. Mm-hmm. And I, um, but I feel for the admin teams that you mentioned too, because I got my admin credential and got just close enough to being an admin to realize that that was probably the worst possible place for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I did not do that. But, um, you know, they're kind of stuck in the middle in a way they have to they have to get a group of educators moving in one direction uh, to build the culture of the school. But they are also um, answering to the district, the state, the stakeholders of the parents and the board. And so it's it's really a tough place to be. That was the other reason that I thought, oh, that's not for me, <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, I think. You know, and of course, there are good admin teams and uh, less good admin teams. But just like you said, being aware and recognizing what are my teachers up against? You know, what uh, what do they have on their plates? And then making sure that, you know, you're not just bringing in a bunch of extra stuff for no reason. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, one here's here's one quick tip for your listeners is uh, and I almost had to use this the other day is when somebody says, OK, we're doing this now or can you do this? Uh, it's a good thing to say. That's great. I'm happy to do that. What should I de-emphasize to make that happen? Mm-hmm. What should I take off the plate to make that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, negotiate that, you know, and, and it's, you're professional, you're respectful. Yes, I'm happy to do that. Yes, I want to be on board. Yes, I'm a team player, but I have all these other things. What should I de-emphasize? I think mm-hmm. is a, a good question to ask to get them thinking about priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you ha- also have a new book coming out, How to Teach Writing Through the Lens of Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk a little bit about um, that. And is that for um, mostly language arts teachers or could any t- teachers of any subject use that? Yeah, um, thank you for asking about that. Yeah, it's it just came out last week. So I'm still, in fact, you know, what's funny is I'm I'm so jealous of the people who are buying the book and then posting uh-huh. pictures because I don't even have my copies yet. I haven't even mm-hmm. held it in my hand yet. Um, but it's called Right Here and Now, The Mindful mm-hmm. Writing Teacher's Guide to Finding the Zen in Their Pen, okay. and which is a long subtitle, but uh, but I like <laughs> it. So um, I, I just, you know, it's the, the thing, Dana, is that I was, I, I've been a writing teacher for over 30 years. And so you learn a few things and I'm a writer myself, obviously, and I've loved writing my whole life. And so I just wanted to share some of my uh, lessons that I've learned about teaching writing, but also kind of filter them, as you said, through the lens Mm -hmm. of mindfulness about how to be a relaxed writer, how to give yourself permission to not be perfect, how to not feel anxiety, you know, and certainly it's for writing teachers to share those ideas with their students so that the students can de-stress because a lot of students, you know, face the blank page or the the blinking cursor with massive amounts of anxiety. And, and I see it in my own students every day. So a lot of this comes from my own experience in the classroom. But also the other thing I did that was kind of fun, and I thought they would take these out and they didn't, is um, I wrote these certain chapters that I called Danny's Writing Diary. And they were moments from my own writing journey. Like the first time I remember writing a poem to the girl I had a crush on in fourth grade and then writing for the local newspaper for the... Um, 
the local uh you know big mall that and because i worked at the movie theater i did movie reviews and the first time you know i got paid for my writing and you know just all of these all the way up to when a a um former student of mine came in and showed me something that she had published that started as an assignment in my class so just full circle and those uh, little diaries in that are interspersed throughout the book were very special to me like I said, I thought they would take them out, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these lessons about, you know, teaching writing, but then also um, it's for anybody who's interested in writing, you know, just anybody who wants to write, you can learn a lot from this book. And then it's through the lens of mindfulness. And so there, I just thought, my goodness, there's a lot of plates spinning here and I should focus on one thing, but thanks to the editors uh, that my publisher has, they really helped me sculpt it. And they seem to think that all the plates were spinning and so hopefully uh, people will get a lot out of it. You know, even if you're not a teacher uh, of writing and you want to write, you know, uh, I think this book can help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also are um, a podcast host. You said um, oh, recently yeah. <laughs> you started your podcast, the Zen professional moment. So mm-hmm. it's more open to uh, not only educators, but people from any profession. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I thought, well, gosh, it's so great to help teachers that, um, you know, maybe other people need these uh, strategies and tools too. And so I do try to focus on, um, you know, business people, corporate people, executives, entrepreneurs, teachers, you know, anybody who's out there just trying to do what they do and, and just are looking for a little peace and a little Zen and a little, you know, tranquility, which we all appreciate. And so um, I, I love podcasting um, and I love being on podcasts, obviously, but it's, uh, you know, it's not something that I've had the time to be as consistent with as I want. I think I have 24, 25 episodes, something like that, um, but I am committed to it. I'm not, I'm not giving it up. It's another way to get the message out and to have this conversation, which I think is really important. And so, um, yeah, I hope people will tune in and uh, to your podcast and to my podcast. And, you know, we have so many opportunities to learn uh, anything we want now by just uh, going online and, and finding what we need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you usually uh, speak um, just uh, kind of on your own or do you interview guests for your podcast? Oh, I do both, um, actually. I, and I thought that like on the solo episodes, I thought, well, you know, people are tired of hearing me talk, you mm-hmm. know. But then I, I took another, I took a podcast course and the teacher of that course said, that the the solo episodes are really important because then, you know, you're establishing again, your credibility, your expertise, but then, you know, it's nice to mix it up with some guest episodes. And so I think there's room for both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so on your website, you do have a online course mm-hmm. um, and tell me a little bit about um, you have uh, some a free offer of a workbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about those things people can find on your website. Yeah, thank you. If you go to my website, zenteacher.com, and you sign up for my email list, I again, that's another thing that I, I send it out regularly, but you know, never as consistently as I want. I would love mm-hmm. to do it like once a week, but it's probably, you know, once a month or a couple of times a month. And um, you'll you'll immediately get sent the, I think it's a 12 or 14 page workbook with some of these mm-hmm. strategies uh, in the workbook that you can just immediately start applying right away. Uh, mm-hmm. The online course that you um, talk about is called Instant Zen, and I was looking for a way to to get a uh, get some of the, these quick strategies out that people can um, can apply right away in a um, kind of a, a not terribly expensive mode, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that Instant Zen is like forty nine dollars, I think. And it, what it really talks about is what I call the five S's. 
mm-hmm. uh, stillness, silence, space, subtraction, and slowing down, and how we can apply those things immediately to our lives to just find a little more uh, peace and tranquility. And I say that the five S's are great because they're always free and they're always available. The tough part is that our culture doesn't value them at all. We are a go, 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 constantly on, always noisy culture. So really finding stillness, silence, and space is a rebellious act. It's subversive, right? And so you have to be intentional. It's not just going to happen. But that course kind of goes through those six elements or five elements um, and has some other bonuses. That's probably why I was thinking six. And then um, it shows you how to apply them. So that's definitely a direction I will um, send people in. I think that's uh, something, you know, everybody can... Uh, benefit from and uh, you know especially during the school year as people are listening to this and you know you might be um, after a school break right kind of in that drudgery of the mm-hmm. you know two-month period between school breaks and, and oh, yes. just kind of need like a pick-me-up right so yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect yeah so um, we've had a lot of uh, good uh, insight about your writing and kind of what got you started uh, with the Zen teacher out of everything we talked about today on the podcast, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? Well, I'll tell you uh, what I say, which is kind of my sign off at the end of my podcast, because I think this is when I thought, well, what do I want them to be left with on my podcast? The mm-hmm. same thing I'll, I'll tell your listeners is you're OK exactly how you are mm-hmm. and you have more power than you think. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. teachers forget those things that whatever you're doing in the classroom, it's good enough. It's fine. You're doing fine. You don't have to have a, a Pinterest perfect classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, things don't have to always be quiet. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever your idea of quote unquote perfection is, it, you don't need that. Whatever you're doing mm-hmm. is fine. Just care about your students, share your knowledge. Everything's going to go fine. And you have more power than you think. When you feel like I can't do anything, I'm I'm paralyzed. I'm, I don't have any power. I can't do anything. Start to look around as we were talking about and say, okay, what? choices do I have? What difference can I make? What can I change? And there's going to be more there than you think you make. I, I, you know, I think I read somewhere that um, only a heart surgeon makes more decisions a day than a teacher or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And the the number of decisions we make every day is, is just monstrous. Um, Oh, that's a, that's a pre Halloween uh, reference there. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and so, you know, you can, you have so many choices that that should empower you to know that you're making mm-hmm. all those choices every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely true that, you know, we're always uh, making decisions. We're always tending mm-hmm. to kids needs, you know, they're mm-hmm. asking for things while we're teaching or while they're working on things. So, um, you know, it's like you said, um, you're doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the power to change things because it's your classroom. It's your, yes. um, you know, if you're serving kids outside of the classroom, you're still, you know, you're able to kind of make that, um, what, what your needs are our priority and, you know, you need to help yourself before you can fully, you know, be able to totally. uh, implement effective instruction or serve the kids and whatever capacity Absolutely. we're in. If you're burned out, you're worn out, you're at the end of your rope, you're at the end of your fumes, you're not going to be helping anybody. Where can people connect with you and find you online? Uh, I'm at the zenteacher.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at the Zen teacher on Instagram. I'm at Zen teacher. I think the, mm-hmm. the was taken when I signed up for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Cause I was late to that game. 
Um, I was experimenting with TikTok at the Zen Professional, mm-hmm. but kind of kind of got bored with that. So okay. it's not been super updated. Um, and then you can always email me if you want to reach out at teachingzen at gmail.com. And I always love hearing from people. So reach out if you want to. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast and just having this conversation about something that I hope, you know, I know a lot of teachers have implemented more in the past couple of years, and I hope people will continue to do so and check out your resources and a few of your books, especially your new one. Thank you so much for being on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. I had a great time. Thank you. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. Get it now at amzn.to slash 3b7-2z. Again, amzn.to slash 3b7-hx2z. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at out of trenches PC. Mm-hmm.